Welcome, everybody, to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. A new chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming butthole, you ain't seen nothing yet. Space Western. Something good for ya. everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the something good for you podcast where the two of us sift through the bullshit to try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week when we try <laughs> i am one of your two co-hosts alex stiff and across from me as always hey y'all it's cap and you know what we have to black out for our families you know how it is yes yeah, so no episode last week sorry guys i didn't even make a fucking facebook post about it we i did have good intentions though <laughs> So you were gonna. I was still gonna. It was gonna be a short episode. I had uh, Johnny G still send me his. Uh, oh man, he put in the work and everything. everything. <laughs> it was still good practice for him. Uh, <laughs> so I had him send that in everything, and I was just gonna do a little five minute riff at the beginning, just explaining, hey, no new episode. You know, you're out of town. Blah 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 blah. You know, well here's you know Johnny G with Maverick Minute. You know, and then find some song to kill it out on so it'd be like right. a little 15 minute short episode and it's like I, I couldn't even get to the point where i could just like download his files like i listened to it and went word that works great just never got to the computer to press download or even make a new audio file but hey here we are now charlotte still looked like it was bumping while i was gone you what charlotte still looked like it was bumping while i was gone like wilma was playing walburns were playing oh yeah all kinds of cool shit was going on well that was going on uh like the friday right before uh you rolled back in yeah friday after thanksgiving i wonder how many people were there just going like oh <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take it back a little bit further than that uh so you left out uh last tuesday i went out tuesday was... tuesday at the ass crack of dawn yeah for once you were up earlier than me usually i wake <laughs> up at least like by maybe 30 minutes 45 minutes before you do every morning because i'll see i'm like checking facebook as i'm walking to the bus and then i'll see you automatically pop online so i'm like yeah he wakes up like roughly in 45 yeah, minutes that's just how my clock works these oh, days yeah. but no that's i don't you don't have to be at work until hours after i do it's so nice <laughs> but my body's like you will get up at 7 30 anyway yeah really i'm just like shit if i didn't have to be t at work till what 11 12 oh you'd be sleeping until like 10 30 oh, fucking <laughs> hey, dude. <laughs> at least nine <laughs> no i had to go to uh had to pop in the car with Kelsey and go to Knoxville, Tennessee to do an appearance at WDVX where we played an mm -hmm. acoustic set. And uh, Knoxville is four hours away from Charlotte, so we had to boogie on at about six in the morning. Yeah, so uh, how'd that wind up being? Because I remember uh, Mikey here last week or last time. We talked about it a little bit last yeah. time, and it turned out to be pretty good. And for those that don't know, WDVX is... Uh, FM is an FM dial in uh, Knoxville, Tennessee that showcases a lot of local uh, and out-of-town uh, blue gray primarily bluegrass and Americana style music and Kelsey's right up the music's right up there uh, in that alley too and so we played about a quick 30 minute set and it was it was funny we went through the set it was to, it was totally fun it was actually like pretty good turnout and everything too and she plays uh, this uh, track off the album called uh, Bend Over Back and there's yeah. one there's one line in it where she says my t 
that uh, I think she brought it up when she uh, came over to do the podcast. She said, "My tears and your spit can't wash off the shit." Yeah, <laughs> live <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> she didn't think. Oh, did they say something about that? No, they didn't. But oh. uh, every, but we had a couple of friends come by and uh, catch the show and everything too. And as soon as they step off the stage and get all my stuff packed up, my friend John, uh, who works at AC Entertainment, comes up to me and he says, "So she totally said shit on live radio." I'm like, "Oh, that's right." <laughs> I wonder if it had any sort of delay to where, like, the mixer was able to, like, cut off her mic for that split They did have, like, a live audio. engineer, too. And I'm sure, like, since it is a live FM uh, radio dial, I'm sure that the dump bump w- uh, button was right there, too. But yeah. we didn't get any hell for it. Well, that's cool. Maybe it's simply because it was so, pre- not really so predominant, but in such a way it was leading. Because I know the song well enough. It, it, the, the line leads to that. You don't take that line out of that song. You're not going to get up there and say, my tears in your spit can't wipe can wash off the poop <laughs> can't wash away it yeah oh there you go <laughs> that could work she could have thought of that though hey it's out i told her it's like hey it's outlaw country just lead into it just oh, lead yeah. into it <laughs> no hey that's how she makes her mark fuck it i'll say shit on the damn radio if i want to bitch <laughs> and that fm dial is just so left of center anyway it's not like they pull in like huge advertisers or anything like that either hey it's still an fm dial though it's not like just a typical college station you know? right it was still pretty cool. The sound guy shows up uh, tearing down afterwards, and he's wearing a sleep. Uh, he's wearing a sleep baseball team. I'm like, my man, nice. <laughs> and he starts talking about the obsessed and stuff like that. I'm like, oh yeah, I, uh, I know this band in Charlotte called Anti Cena did some runs with him, and he's like, what? <laughs> so we nerded out on the, on uh, that a little bit too. So that was fun. So what was the setup like? Because uh, I was at work, I missed the whole thing. It's at the Welcome Center in uh, downtown Knoxville. Okay. It's like right across from the uh, line of theaters that they have uh, in downtown uh, Knoxville. And uh, they'll have like the welcome booth and they'll have uh, lines of t-shirts and all kinds of like Knoxville memorabilia stuff you can buy. And at the corner of the room, uh, they have a little stage set up and it's called a Blue Plate Special because they have, uh, that's the name of the program that they play the music on. It's called a Blue Plate Special. Yeah. And they have shelves with uh, blue plates on them with photos of, you know, famous people that have come and played. They're like, like bluegrass famous people like Jim Lauderdale and stuff like that. And uh, they'll have a control room where there's an audio, uh, where there's an on-air personality uh, kind of introing and uh, moving things along with uh, music that's being broadcast. Right. And across from her is the uh, engineer's booth that's pumping in the live music from the uh, Welcome Center and everything, too. Nice, nice. So it felt very pro. So so how was the setup? Like, uh, So that was like the stage gear. So when it busted into the show because we were kind of speculating the way it goes you guys had like what 30 minutes of airtime yeah was it like song questions song questions or was Kinda. it kind of or was it like a bulk of songs and then interview done it was like a couple of songs and then the host would ask a couple of questions and uh every two songs uh kelsey would uh rap about uh since it's all original it was all original music uh kelsey would rap uh few uh, sentences about context and stuff like that yeah just because there's a lot of lyrical con there's a lot of uh, context within the lyrics of all this oh, original absolutely. music that she puts on that she has to give uh disclaimers for and stuff like that too it's like this is about ptsd this is about <laughs> uh me getting a house and wanting some handyman and stuff like that <laughs> and make it fun for everybody she's kind of oh, yeah. she's kind of been like host and front woman mode too or performer mode how, how much were you kind of sticking your neck out going hey guys <laughs> oh zero really so I you didn't guitar- say a word nope <laughs> i didn't have to <laughs> With a face like that, you don't need me talking. <laughs> it's still radio, though. You still can't see the face. I don't know. I was like, I had a bunch of people come up 
to me and afterwards and everything talking about like the guitar was cool but it was a little loud i was like i know i tried to back off the volume knob just a little bit <laughs> that vox amp is brittle i love it but it's brittle yeah well maybe kelsey just needed to turn up <laughs> <laughs> no that's always a battle like finding the room and stuff like that i'm learning new things as a lead guitar player now in bands i'm used to playing bass right well, no, I'm sure it was a fun way to kick off the holidays. And before we go any further, let's go ahead and pop on over to Johnny G and let's see what's going on this weekend music-wise right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. Friends, family, Charlotte scene. Your boy is back over in the studio. This is reporting for 20XX's Johnny here with something a little extra good for you for your weekend update. This is the Maverick Minute. And I got a few little announcements for you so you have a good, solid, relaxing weekend after the turbulence that was a Thanksgiving feast, which I'm sure that we're all kind of burning off at this point. So let's just jump into it. Got one highlight for you. You want to help out the children's? We have the House Show for Hope 2, a toy drive for the Toys for Tots. So bring your Ninja Turtles, your Legos, and then come rock out to Hope for a Day, Proper Sleep, Atticus Lane, The Handoff, Azar Estelle, and Duckbeak. Now, we don't give out personal information on this podcast, so you're going to have to tune in to the WordPress for Point for 20XX, Point for 20XX at WordPress.com. Or go and check out the Something Good For You podcast page on Facebook because they're going to be handing out details like no one's business, so get a little taste of that. Now, for your weekend, starting with the evening muse, the heart, along with the neighborhood theater, of course, of Noda. Valen Marks and Brits Fries are going to be of the evening muse at 7 p.m. on Friday. On Saturday, Robot Johnson's sketch comedy is back on the stage at 7, followed by Dr. Bacon and Julia. Doesn't that sound delicious? Sunday, Julia Dean and Jesse Coral are going to be there at 4 p.m., followed by one of the first events of the season, Swim in the Wild Hall Brothers Happy Holidays at 7 p.m. Now we're moving to the west over in the Milestone. On Friday, Raw Hex is releasing their new record with Jewel, Demiser, Primitive Warfare, and Edith at 8. You know what else is at 8? On Saturday, Justin Fireball's Xmas Party with Little Squid, The Body Bags, The Last Drive, Superjet, never heard of them, Mad Hatter's Stray Cat Sideshow, and more is what is promised on the advertisement. So we don't know what Mr. Fireball is going to bring, but it starts at 8 p.m., so be there. Neighborhood Theater, we've got two events. Friday, Mary Garthier and Jamie Harris start off at 7 p.m. Also... Two days later on Sunday, we have Mannequin Pussy, Kississippi, and our friends and loved ones in the Charlotte scene, Hecting, starring the show at 7 p.m. Vigilant Theater, Cosmic Charlie and Dark Side of the Dead, star of at 8 p.m. One is Grateful Dead, one is Pink Floyd. You gotta figure out which, but you're gonna enjoy the show anyway. Second event of the season is gonna be Big Mama's House of Burlesque, Mary Stripmas. Ooh. Go and check out that over on the site and see who's playing with that. And moving on to Sunday, there is Jump Little Children with special guest Hula Hi-Fi. Now, moving over to one of our favorite places in Charlotte, Snug Harbor. Late Bloomer with Gnawing and Faye starts off at nine when doors open at nine on Friday. Shows always start at 10 because punk time. Saturday, release appreciation show with Ron Carroll and Gary Wallace. Go and hang out with them. And then come back on Sunday for Bone Snugs and the Harmony at 6 p.m. Weekly. You love them. You don't hate them. 
and you get on the stage, you're gonna have fun. Petra's. Petra's staff and friends art show Hindsight 2020 is gonna be going down on Friday, followed by on Saturday. Off the Wall starts at 8, and then Sunday, your regular Jazz Fest with Bill Hanna starts off at 7.30. Last but not least on this edition of the Maverick Minute, Tommy's Pub is going to be having the two-door chicken coop at 9 p.m. Followed by on Saturday, Reflections Spotlight with Depeche Mode. It's your 80s new wave, dark wave, goth, industrial, Scott dance party, and you're going to want to be there at 9 because it's... Free. And it's awesome, of course. And lastly, on Sunday, Livewell and Ozello are going to be there. So, come in for your weekend, come in to have some fun, and we'll see you next week. Peace out, Charlton. As always, thank you very much to. I'm leaning into it, Johnny G. I don't care. I don't know if he's acknowledging it yet or not because he sends those after we record our episodes. <laughs> I'm gonna see him this weekend and be like, "What's up, Johnny G?" He'll be like, "What? That's not my name." And if you want to give him a follow on Instagram, we got it wrong last time, and he still didn't correct us. And he's <laughs> and unless he put it in this last time, he he still doesn't plug his own his own social media accounts. Give him a follow on Instagram, Channel Twenty XX on Instagram. That's where he's most active. He makes a post nearly every goddamn day with new shit going on. And he's taking the time also to make this little segment for us. So give him some little love while you add it. It's like our own little concert calendar. It's so cool. Right? Takes Just you- ask him, be like, John, what's going on? <laughs> what do we need to go do? <laughs> Takes me back to my college radio days where I was like in charge of putting together the concert calendar and all that too, like every day. Yeah. Did you enjoy doing that shit? Uh, I mean, it was just a job. That's I mean, it's yeah. like I didn't like. I was just it indifferent. Like a, it wasn't like a passion. Oh no, 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 no! Like <laughs> it was that. more or less a necessity. Every now and then, be like, "Ooh, that's going on tonight. I'm gonna go check that out." Right. Just because, yeah, just because it's like uh, it's about like anywhere locals, like anybody and anybody can play anywhere. So, uh, so after that little radio gig, how quickly were you and Kelsey like, "All right, see ya"? <laughs> Pretty <laughs> quick. Parting ways. Well, it's because we knew. Because it turns out. Uh, both Kelsey and I know just about everybody in freaking Knoxville, so it's like let's go day drinking with all the folks that we know, and it, and just didn't uh, just didn't leave uptown. Well, not it's not uptown in Knoxville; it's downtown. <laughs> uptown Charlotte's way different than downtown Knoxville, right? Well, no, what I was saying is I know that you and Kelsey didn't spend the entire week together. So when, how did y'all wind up parting ways? Because y'all took like one vehicle up, right? Yeah, my brother. Wild Bill came up and picked oh, me up. Wild Bill. <laughs> he was very mild this week. Oh, was he? Yeah. And then we just went home and we really didn't leave the house all week. Really? Yeah, because my folks live out in the middle of nowhere, like pr- five minutes away from Nutbush. <laughs> I like telling people I'm from Nutbush, Tennessee, but technically I'm from Brownsville. But when people are like, say, when I tell people I'm from Brownsville, they're just like, Brownsville, what's that? And I'll just say Nutbush, and they'll be like, oh, that's hilarious. Also, that's where Tina Turner's from, right? <laughs> well, see, I still think Brownsville's cool because I think Brownsville Station. Right, I think they're from like Brownsville, Texas, or something Shh, like that. Right? Don't don't ruin the mystique for me. <laughs> Tina Turner's way more famous than Brownsville Station. Yes, they are. <laughs> Although smoking in the boys' room might be more famous than any Tina Turner song. Yeah, that that's a pretty cool Motley Crue cover. <laughs> <laughs> I'll mess around on uh, what's that Brownsville Station song? Uh, 
rockers and rollers on guitar quite a bit though i love that track yeah i think uh my brother Ward, rush ward uh for turning me on to that one that was he had that on like a seven inch or like 45 or something and he was like you know spoken to the boys room right I'm like yeah he goes check this shit out puts it on i was like whoa <laughs> i love that that entire like Annie scene blew my fucking 13 year old mind that's such a cool cool little lick too i love that the Annie scene camp is just a group of just 70s rock nerds oh yeah no nah, a, a lot of the uh, 70s rock that i've eventually embraced a lot of it i do have to think toward russ because he was just like you know yeah you listen to all that punk rock shit he goes but listen to this i'm like oh i like this it's not as fast and it was He's the like, eh, shut up listen to it and it was the squeak. i don't know what voice that is either. <laughs> it was the it was the mad brother it was the ultra mad brother ward voice well it started as like his like stoked voice but near the end it sounded like some fucking grandpa that smoked 20 packs a day Sorry and then about he, that dude and then he <laughs> and then he plays the sweet uh organ riff over and over again just to make you mad <laughs> so uh so how was thanksgiving with uh with you folks and all that it was good my mom built a new room uh, in the house so it was kind of like uh it was like as soon as i walk into the door of my parents house immediately in front of me is this big ass room that my mom spent like four months putting together yeah with a crew and everything too that had a really like high ceiling and the steps and everything it was just about as big as like this entire apartment really just about like or at least half the size yeah, yeah about yeah. as big as this apartment damn and my mom like he's she was uh she's been an interior decorator for the longest time and likes adding new stuff to just about anything she can get her hands on and uh it was about like walking into a new house really and i looked around and she was telling me that there's like felt inside the walls <laughs> felt. yeah I don't know, but I'm sitting there going like, you know, if I win like a million dollars, I'll buy this house or like or a million two or whatever. <laughs> I'll turn. Like, we got what, fil- was that an odd flex on your parents just then? I, <laughs> I've told them too. I was just like, hey, if I get if I get millions of dollars, I'll buy this house and turn it into a studio. <laughs> you already got felt in the walls. <laughs> The ceilings are high. I know there's glass windows and stuff like that, but the ceiling's high. We can make it work. <laughs> ceiling's never too high, Cap. <laughs> ceiling's never too high for you. <laughs> no, it's all, no, that's with my height. It's always too high. <laughs> never mind. This, whew, right over the head. Never mind. Oh God damn it! <laughs> no, I thought about that too. I got a name for it and everything. What would you name it? Uh, for some reason, they named the... I don't know the origin of the name of the property. They called it Shadowlawn, I guess, when it was bought. Okay. And I'd call it Shadowlawn Studios. Uh, that That's cool, though. I like that. Just already has... It just names itself, doesn't it's, it? It's already there, but it works really well. Just in the middle of nowhere, too. There's no distractions. And when everything's done, just have a... When everything's wrapped up, just take uh, whoever I'm recording over to Memphis. Yep. <laughs> exactly. So, all right, now we can go rage. Exactly. So what was the dinner? What was the main courses and shit? What did you pig out on? All the usual suspects. Although my yeah. mom makes pretty sweet, uh, makes pretty sweet dressing. It's it's not oh, ca- yeah. no casseroles. No, it's not stuffing. It's dressing. It's dressing. Oh yeah, it's a southern thing. It's dressing. Oh yeah. <laughs> There's a difference between stuffing and dressing. Ooh, and sweet pota- and uh, it wasn't sweet potato casseroles, just regular sweet potatoes. But that was probably the best. That's really? Like, that's when I think of when I think my mom's cooking during Thanksgiving. It was sweet potatoes. Is it like a mashed sweet potato or like? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's like the so when you think of like holiday foods and like comfort food, that's something that you'll pull to is like the mashed sweet potatoes, yams with my like family. That. Yeah, awesome. That's cool, man. No, so what are, what are you? y'all? Are y'all a ham family or a turkey family? Uh, turkey. 
Really? It's turkey during Thanksgiving and then just like a ton of ham during Christmas. See, I can't do turkey at all. And thankfully, my family totally gets that. We wind up having like both because like there's so many people in the family that are like, no, I only want turkey. And then, oh, no, I only want ham. They're like, fine, we're getting a small both. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what, my mom like, well, she'll go crazy on like desserts during Thanksgiving. Like they'll get like a big, she'll make, she'll get like a big uh, caramel cake for like a, just to have during the week whenever I'm home just because that's what my my brother and I like love growing up and everything too and I never keep sweets in the apartment or anything like that just because I will kill it (laughs) (laughs) I will that it's like my my uh, vices aren't like I won't drink too much I won't smoke too much or anything like that but I will kill the hell out of some sweets (laughs) particularly cookies and cakes I was gonna say I've seen what you can do to some cookies so (laughs) and with cake it's extra bad (laughs) yeah especially if it's caramel yeah, our, our dinner was uh, pretty much the same. Uh, Raina was in town for the week, and um, so we boogied over there, and it was uh, Mom, Jeff, uh, my sister, and um, Carrie, Jake, and their newborn winner, and then uh, Jimmy and his daughter right uh, were on. over. So it was a nice little get-together, and again, all the usual suspects, the dressing, and uh, ham, turkey, green beans, mashed potatoes, uh, but then there was actually rice, too, just in case you wanted to change it up if you weren't in the mood for potatoes. Uh, and right. then again, and then Jeff told this one story, uh, like thing that wound up happening. He goes, so everyone was kind of like tasked on bringing like a dessert. That Jimmy was bringing the ham. They were going to take care of the turkey, and that everyone else just bring a small dessert, you know, to kind of do patchwork on. Right. And um, I think like someone else was doing sides. I forget what. Whatever. So we were like, cool. Two of us will bring cookies. And shortly after, apparently Jeff was thinking, okay, so I'll get one pie. And he got a cherry pie, which he loves. <laughs> and he started worrying about it, going, what if this is the only pie that's going to be here? I need a diversion pie. <laughs> a diversion pie? <laughs> he literally called it that. He goes, I need a diversion pie to get people enticed into that so they'll leave my cherry pie alone. <laughs> oh, God, that reminds me of like a... Uh, Reminds me of like when my dad would talk about going to college or whatever, and he'd buy the PBR because like you need the, that was the diversion beer. Yep. <laughs> nobody's gonna drink the nobody's gonna drink the everybody's gonna drink the PBR or nobody's gonna drink PBR so he can hang on to it and mm-hmm. every, and everybody else's beer is a diversion beer. Yep. 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 You wouldn't have to worry about anybody stealing your shit or anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> so same thing wound up happening. Uh, but so he bought a second pie, but by the end of it. Once everyone was there, there was like four or five pies. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and barely anyone touched it. But my favorite dessert that uh, they wound up making, mom made a um, homemade bread pudding with like, uh, a, uh, with like a whiskey, like a reduction, like uh, sweet and condensed milk kind of thing for on top of I it. I thought that was good. Uh, dude. <laughs> I love bread pudding. My mom can't make it for shit. <laughs> Oh man, uh, I'm telling on you. <laughs> I'm on to know what a podcast is. <laughs> is it live? <laughs> sure, mom. <laughs> I think I missed it. Good. <laughs> nah, so yeah, and then I was just completely useless damn Friday and Saturday. Because you asked me yeah, when you came in today, you were just like, were you, were you here Saturday? I was like, yeah, I was knocked the fuck out. Because I'll come in, like, this isn't the first time this has happened. I'll come into the apartment, and your lights will be off in your room, and I won't hear any movement, no fans going on, no nothing. And I'll be like, is he home? Because I came home last night, 
um, after hanging out with Davey and Lacey at their uh, football bar, mm-hmm. watching the Raiders get their asses handed to them. <laughs> and I come home and I'm like, I don't know if Alex is here, but I'm going to put on a record. Yeah. So he'll sleep through that anyway because he sleeps like a rock. And I do. <laughs> Didn't hear me crank Elton John last night. Nope. <laughs> I was just, and, that, and that's why I keep trying to tell you. I was like, do whatever the fuck you want while you're here. It's not <laughs> going to bother me. <laughs> and even if I am awake, I have headphones. I don't care. <laughs> Makes it extra fun. Nah. So, yeah, I, I was just exhausted because it's like two of us, we had a, uh, we had a big week. Uh, so, by Friday evening... Waking up early because, again, it was Black Friday and I do online retail. Oh, no. And that was the other thing, too. Work this last week and then today has been fucking hell. <laughs> Not because we've had an abundance of orders, but... Mm. Just everybody calling in and being like, what's this and how do I do this or whatever? No, I'm not even really dealing with phone calls and everything. It's just... it's. <sighs> For some reason, we've got different systems dealing with different other programs and they don't like communicating very well to begin with and this has been a problem for a very long time and they mm. still haven't fully correct the issue and for some reason they still want to do it the ass backward way where like three programs have to talk to one another yet ignoring the fact that this one program can technically do uh, all of it and just do a direct line to the process that they need is that a thing that just goes on like throughout the holidays too while people are shopping for everything for Christmas? It's gone on for like the past two years. Oh my God. But this year, apparently like it just completely shat out like last night. <laughs> and he's been struggling with it all day. And it has nothing to do with like the internet. It has to do with shipping quotes. And that and that's the thing. It's like there's... It, it, it's I'm, not gonna bore, I'm not going to bore the audience <laughs> with it. Just know this it's ain't some a stupid black, ass bullshit. <laughs> this ain't a Black Friday podcast. <laughs> no. I was about to seriously go into the logistics of it, and I remembered, fuck, I'm recording a podcast. People do not care about this at all. <laughs> we'll save that for off the mic. <laughs> yes. Logistics talk is safe for a different show if we ever do that. No. Uh, this is entertainment, not. <laughs> I've been just in a bitchy mood today, so like, I'm actually you. in a semi-better mood now, though. Yay! No, but uh, I don't know if they started playing like Christmas music at the office and shit like that now. Now, are you gonna be heartbroken if I don't fucking decorate for Christmas around here? No. All right, cool. <laughs> I, was just I like, ain't I got, got nothing. Little, I was gonna say I got a baby tree. <laughs> I was gonna say I was looking around for like the Halloween decorations to see if they were still up. I guess they got taken down. Yeah, I already put those up. It's like you know, I, I genuinely like my Halloween decorations, and I don't want to, I don't want to get to the point where I don't notice them anymore. Right. It's like I like being able to notice them, so I do like packing them up after Halloween, just so. When they're out, they're noticeable. If I had Christmas stuff, I'd put it up, but I'm not going to go out and buy Christmas stuff either. No, but what I was saying is, like, I got a little baby tree with lights and, like, ornaments and shit, but I, I just really don't feel like fucking with the bitch this year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't feel like doing none of this bullshit. It's like, I, I ride the bus downtown, I see all the pretty Christmas lights. Like you said, fucking Christmas music is being played everywhere, so every and fucking every Uber I get into, it's like, simply having shut the fuck up. <laughs> I don't know. That's when I saw one where it's like uh, it was a meme of uh, the Undertaker move where he kept, pops out of his co- uh, coffin. Where it's like when Mariah Carey, like when Mariah Carey wakes up on December first. Th- yes. 
No, and, and I'm trying not to be super scroogey about it because, you know, there, there's I'm basically the only person in any of my friend group that's just, just like, fuck Christmas. So it's just like I'm trying to get over myself. I don't know. Part of that with Christmas nowadays, just like as an adult, as you get older, it's just like, oh, let just me get through like all the bullshit of like, uh, you know, dealing with like all the songs you've heard a million times since you were a kid. And, you know, you're an adult with shit to do. It's like Christmas is, isn't this... Just, doesn't have that, you know, oh, excitement that you had when you were a kid. It's like, oh, where like Santa's coming with presents or whatever. I'm going to get a PlayStation now or whatever. I'm Santa coming with presents. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's like, fuck, I got to spend money this year. <laughs> That's what it wants to turn into. It's like it winds up being a stressful thing because it's like, you know, you always remember the years of, you know, people getting you really cool shit. And you're just like, fuck, now I'm in that position. The tables have turned. And it's not even like from a financial point, but it's like, what the fuck do I get you? <laughs> Point. My mother is like, I love her to death. And it's like, thankfully we are on this fucking level, but it's like the two of us are horrible for getting gifts for each other. So we're just like, God, mine are too. We're just like, please, please make an Amazon list and send it to me. So it's like, we both made Amazon lists for each other and we send it to each other. So it's like, we get to pick from a big pool. That way it's still a big surprise, but it's like, we know for a fact we're going to get, you know what we want. And it's not like I've ever gotten her anything she didn't like, but it's like, I always look at shit and always second guess. And I'm like, I don't know if she'd really like that or not. Or that looks like something that, Oh, she might have fucking have that. Cause I'll go to stores. I know she goes to, right. And it's like, I'll see something that looks like something she'd have. And I'm like, ah, oh, that looks similar. Or would it just be the next part of the piece? Is it exactly like the one she has? Because she's got like little. I was about to ask. Shit. Yeah, or like, um, or like she'll go through phases of like collecting owl type stuff. Okay. Or you know, right now it's like um seventies um. Uh, Pyrex dishes because they had like a certain pattern on it and stuff and like a certain color to the Pyrex and whatnot. Gotcha. So like that. So she'll go through spurts and phases of liking that sort of stuff. Or hell, one of the other things she likes is she can, you give her Christmas for Christmas because she collects vintage Christmas stuff. Uh oh, you know what? That I've, I think of uh, the one time a, a few times I've been over to uh, your mom and Clayton's place. I've seen that all over the place or like around Christmas time whenever they go. Uh, whenever I get invited to Christmas parties yeah, yeah. that uh, they're at or whatever, she'll tell me about all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, so that that's the other thing too is like she's like you can always get me Christmas for Christmas anything vintage you know and and I know the styles and the colors and the patterns and the characters she likes. I was gonna say like the Rudolph like and the Abominable Snowman and yeah uh, oh yeah she definitely liked the um, the old claymation um, fuck the Rankin and Bass characters yeah, yeah. and all that. Oh yeah, definitely liked all that. She loved. Uh, at least I think she like it's it's turned into a controversy now because I remember bringing it up and she she kind of turned her nose up so I don't know if she's just had a change of heart throughout <laughs> the years but I remember her making me watch Nestor a lot. What was that? Nestor the Christmas Donkey. I do not remember that. We'll have to say that for the Christmas pod. Oh God, damn it! Now I'm curious. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> was that ranking a bass too? Just real quick. Uh, may have been. It was claymation. Okay. So I don't know how many fucking claymation studios there were back then, but. <laughs> they had like Easter ones too. Like remember, like my grandmother had like uh, like Peter Cottontail kind of ranking a bass shit too. I don't even remember those. The only other holiday specials um, I ever remember watching were peanut specials. Mine too. Like Fourth of July, Thanksgiving, Halloween. I remember watching uh, like any of the fucking presidents uh, shit. Yeah, that was all all peanuts. Because peanuts was on just every day on TV too. Like right before I went to school, so it was always a peanut something or uh, 
around Christmas time, a lot of Dr. Seuss cartoons and stuff like that, too. Like the Grinch and all that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, aside from like the features like that, I don't remember many Seuss because I remember there were uh, little shorts and stuff that would be shown. I don't remember much of them though. I don't think that was many I was exposed to. And really, the only Doctor Seuss movie I remember watching is Grinch, the Jim Carrey one. No, the animated one. I'm not. I'm talking animated. Okay. Yeah, there was that, and then my, my grandparents had like the thor- uh, thorax, Lorax. <laughs> <laughs> my grandparents had a thorax. <laughs> they were bugs. I speak for the trees. <laughs> anyway, we'll do that on the Christmas episode. <laughs> well, yeah, but no, um, yeah, the, but yeah, that's the only one I remember. Um, any of the Doctor Seuss cartoon movies I remember watching was a. Uh, Grinch. And there was a but, cat in the hat said, one. Yeah, I had that. Oh yeah, one. the cat in the hat one. Fuck. <laughs> I don't think I ever watched it though. Like I was always aware of it, but I actually don't think I remember sitting down and watching it as a kid. That was like I remember of, I read the book. Yeah, the books. They, that was they had a lot of lazy teachers when I was growing up too. So they just throw that on if they were just <laughs> didn't feel like doing anything for the day. <laughs> no, ours didn't really do. Our teachers didn't do that much. I, when I was in grade school. Like elementary school, rather. We all had TVs up at the corner of the room. Okay. Y'all and didn't have like the ones on the rollers that would come out? Every so often, but rarely. Uh, most of the time, it was the TVs up in the top corner of the uh, room, and they would have like the morning announcements on it. I was, gonna, I was about to ask about that. Yeah, and, but it wouldn't be like any person doing it it'd be like a blue screen with like text and it'd be like lunch menu for today while you know the principals over the loudspeaker you know whoever is you know doing the main morning announcements or whatever we had the fucking uh when i was in high school they had like the uh the news they sat like newscast uh, style and everything delivering the news for the school and stuff oh, like that no, no. They, they weren't all that they were they were very low tech it was just like slideshow and it wasn't even just like sliding it was just like menu and then you know blank you know it was just like flashes it was just pop pop just different stuff somebody's birthday or whatever yep 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 it was like birthdays this uh, you know today you know allison morrison you know cody blank you know blah 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 and you know yeah exactly that all that fun stuff yeah and then um but the tvs would also be utilized for uh, movies. Yeah. So what they would do is, and they could section it off for only a specific classroom. Like they had like a control panel for that. It was like either like a broadcast all or, you know, control for, you know, this, that, and the other. Okay. So let's say, because uh, the elementary school I was at, I think there were two classes for each grade. So there were like two first, two second, two third, two fourth. Right. So like, let's say if fourth grade was doing some, you know, finals exam or whatever for the day. And that was like the main, th- I remember that being like an issue, like that being a thing rather is when we had exams and classes for that sort of stuff, like near the end of the year. If that was the only thing we focused on after we did that, we basically fucked off the rest of the day. Nice. <laughs> that, that's one thing I do remember. So, like, on one of the days that we knew we were just going to be basically fucking off for the rest of the day, I remember one day specifically uh, a kid brought in Monsters, Inc. 
Nice. And, uh, and we were allowed to, uh, and we were able to take that to the principal. They were able to put that on for us, and they broadcast it to our TV. <laughs> I was always the kid that brought in movies whenever the teacher wanted to have a day off. Yeah. <laughs> it would be the Pixar movies, or like I would have like National Geographic tapes and shit oh, like that. Oh, you were too. that nerd. I was that fucking nerd. Oh, I would have hated you in school. <laughs> fucking teacher brought out the TV, and this fucking asshole brings a nature doc? Fuck this kid. Jay's fucker needs a gun. <laughs> But the bully is ass. I was in Brownsville, Tennessee. I could have got one. Oh God! No, seriously, no. Fuck you if you had done that. Oh, whatever. You wouldn't do any schoolwork. I'm the one sit there and fucking watch hippos fucking splashing around in water either. Oh, what's? Oh, come on, man. You know that's fun. Crocodiles and shit. I'd fall asleep at my desk. Exactly. Take a nap during school. <laughs> Yeah, not when I could be watching something fun. Yeah, there wasn't that much many things fun to watch. Yeah, because you probably had a shit movie collection <laughs> and you were the only one bringing in movies. <laughs> I was definitely that animal nerd when I was a kid, though, with all you the were. Na- National Geographic tapes. Was that a little bit part of the culture? Because I remember a lot of kids in my grades really being interested in, like, animals or dinosaurs or anything No, just me. Like that. <laughs> it was just you? <laughs> dinosaurs and animals and shit like that <laughs> oh no that's not a negative because i was definitely interested in some animals and there was a few kids that you know had like a favorite animal or whatever but there wasn't like the animal kid if that makes any sense or like i hear you no nope. i don't know though I, and now kind of thinking on it i can't remember a lot of the typical like trope there, there was a childhood lot of, tropes yeah and there was there was a lot of wannabe jocks to be honest uh, I mean, like that, that was the big culture when I was in grade school is the wannabe jock. Uh, where I was growing up in uh, Brownsville was a bunch of farmer kids, and I was one of them too. And because yeah. uh, I grew up, you know, raising cows and stuff like that, and uh, it was cows and horses and dogs and stuff like that. I was, I guess, that's kind of where the I got the bug to actually want to be a vet when I was a kid. I wanted to be a vet when I grew up. Really? Yep. But then I found out, oh, you got to put down the animals every now and then, and <laughs> you wouldn't get, you wouldn't be able. I didn't to do have that the part. Sto- I didn't have the stones for it. Really. Yeah, man. Especially when, because like the first, uh, I guess it was, uh, I was real young when uh, one of the, cause we always had dogs. And then the, you know how when do, in dogs age out, you have to put them down when they get older and you right. can't, when they can't have a uh, surgery anymore. And it's just, it is what it is. And, yep. and it's one of those deals where it's just like, oh man, vets have to do this. Uh-uh. Then I thought about being like a, a wildlife vet, like at a zoo or something like that, because my mom would take me to the zoo in Memphis growing up. I know it, but (laughs) then it would be endangered species. Oh heavens! (laughs) Wait, so you mean to tell me you'd have an easier uh, uh, processing if it were a wild wild animal? It was a snake or something like that. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't be dealing with strictly snakes. Let's say you were dealing with a penguin sometime. I guess when I was a kid, I was into like uh, like the big predatory animals and stuff like that. That's it. I don't know, man. <laughs> Think about the penguins, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Who do- <laughs> You're really sitting here thinking about cats and dogs versus snakes. I'll kill a giant predator before I kill a penguin. <laughs> <laughs> He's all dressed up for the occasion and everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're peeling back the curtain on both of our childhoods. I love it. <laughs> What kind of strayed you away from doing any sort of vet thing? Just purely the having to possibly put down an animal? Uh, I, I guess at that age, yeah. And I think uh, my interest kind of changed uh, drastically as I got a little older into my teens and stuff like that, too. Did music just fully replace that? Or did like you kind of have something in the back of your head of like what else? Um, yeah, mu- yeah, basically music. Just after I 
after I discovered like classic rock and wanted to play guitar and stuff like that, that all drastically changed. Actually, like before that, I kind of uh, started picking my dad's brain on the industry side of things with really? uh, crops and stuff like that. Because right. he's uh, he was the guy that would uh, go between the farmer and the buyers for uh, for uh, cotton in his region and elsewhere too. He was he was the uh, and uh, he'd go out and network with all kinds of different companies and stuff like that throughout the country. Hmm. Yeah, definitely get a little bit of uh, networking experience. Just kind of figure out the ropes on, you know, different shit like that. Pretty much. Well, hell, since we didn't really have, since we both kind of had a busier week, we didn't have quite as much to talk about today. So what I wound up doing is uh, I was just kind of looking around online, just, you know, see this different bullshit I could find. And I found this uh, one website, uh, a little bit of backstory. It's called uh, Talk to Transformer. Now, this is very similar to kind of like an AI um, discussion thing. So there there was a uh, bot called Cleverbot. And essentially what you could do is like just have a full conversation. It was just you weren't talking to anyone real. It was just this program was so advanced you could carry on a full conversation with it for a very long time. Like it took a while for you to trip it up and, you know, get it like I don't understand what you're saying kind of shit. And Cleverbot, when did that come out? Years ago, years and years ago. And and I'm sure this isn't by the I'm I'm ninety nine point nine percent sure this isn't by the same people. It's just kind of similar. But what this is is called Talk to Transformer, and you start it with a custom prompt instead of you having a conversation with it. You give it the beginning of a sentence and then hit generate, and then it completes it and it kind of tells it like a narrative story thing. So I already did a sample one and it's literally the first one I tried and it turned out <laughs> fucking hilarious. So I figured we could bounce back and forth a couple different custom prompts and see what comes up with it. This might be kind of fun. Right. So I gave it once comma James Nunn was playing guitar in his bedroom and okay. So right. I just gave it that as the prompt and I hit generate. So this is one that came up with. Once, James Nunn was playing guitar in his bedroom and suddenly tried to strum a few chords. He was thrown off and thought, why can't I play like my brother? Eventually, Nunn worked out that he needed to play with his left hand as if he played as if played by an organ. It helped him out greatly, and he began to play all sorts of weird songs that started off as blues but then became J. G- Jay Giles band. Oh, Jay Giles. Jay Giles like <laughs> entire songs, single phrases. James Nunn. I didn't know at the time I was actually writing songs. <laughs> what a weird, what a random ass pull too. Jay Giles band <laughs> with my left hand. <laughs> so I thought this is pretty fucking funny because it's like it's nonsensical to a point. And then it gets real specific. Exactly. So, 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 give me a prompt. What, what, what should be the next one? Um, <laughs> it could be fucking anything. I was just, I figured, use that. All as right. Now you got me on the spot. All right. Alex was sitting in his room watching Star Wars, and okay. I only say that because Disney Plus is on my mind, as is everybody else's, probably. Alex was sitting in his room and watching Star Wars. Let's see what comes up here. Can you get s- stupid with it? Uh, oh yeah, you. 
as far as like you need like just like put all like the dumb like uh like say i was like cab was sitting home masturbating in his room and then this happened oh absolutely absolutely <laughs> okay yeah this one this one didn't come up quite as good it says alex is sitting in his room and watching star wars he was full of amazement it is so grand rollo <laughs> it's 10 o'clock but i have to no 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 the lights are maintenance now what let's go <laughs> What? <laughs> then you become Han Solo? Uh, apparently. <laughs> but his name is Rolo. <laughs> All right. I got a better one now. All right. Alex got? is running uh, from a group of zombies. I was looking at that Dawn of the Dead poster on the wall. Alex running from a... From. There we go. All right. Oh, no. I figured I just hit enter. I had to actually hit the button. <laughs> All right, let's see what this bullshit comes up with. Oh, God. It automatically was just like, no, fuck you. We're taking this in a new direction. Oh, just immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is running from a group of zombies in the simulation. Oh, shit. <laughs> Delivering new science to English-speaking people. When I sat down to write, I decided to cast a wider net and include things that aren't typically known to the English-speaking world, which isn't hard when you're an engineer. I also wanted to provide a fair amount of skill-specific content that the community would benefit from. If you want to reach an English-speaking audience, read on. I've written a copy of a story with a bit of world science. That took a hard turn. It's like, fuck these zombies. We're going to get professional with this. I know. <laughs> I just love how from the get-go, they were like, Alex is running from a group of zombies in the simulation. It's like, we'll completely change the subject. All right, I got another one. All right. Uh... Cap bumped into Matthew Broderick in the middle of the street, and I was looking at that DVD copy of Fair. Matthew Broderick. Oh, good question. Or Broderick, let me, rather. Let me get let me get this DVD copy <laughs> oh, that I got the. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Stealing fucking ideas, just looking around the room. Hey, that's where. <laughs> that's how you do it, man. Hey, yeah, that's whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. The, the muse comes from everywhere. I don't know if I should. Uh, semi-disappointed uh, that I didn't know how to spell the name. Alright, yeah. Cap, rent, Cap bumped into Matthew Broderick. What? <laughs> uh, just on the street and... Street and... Let's see what comes up here. <laughs> why, why? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. There, there's a lot of... Oh, man. There's a lot of foreign names in here. What? Oh, because it's just is, Broderick? Oh, this is going to suck for me. It looks funny, but I'm just saying it's going to suck for me reading it. <laughs> Cat bumped into Matthew Broderick on the street and introduced him to Christian Richard, who was the reporter at the time for Nilestown News. Broderick and Christian began interviewing Jason Rogers, a neighborhood resident, while... Culture visited their neighborhood where he lives when a lot of consonants became the city's new police commissioner. He made an official trip to Roger's neighborhood during the visit. Noticed that the roof of Roger's house had collapsed onto the street below the result of a fierce storm. Not nearly as, uh, <laughs> just met a bunch of dudes, with weird names. All right, let's see here. Uh, so Mikey into the mix. I know, right? Mikey was running down the street and let's see if that comes up with anything. Meh. <laughs> Meh. <laughs> oh, this looks oh yes. 
Oh, this looks good. All right. Mikey was running down the street and some kid and some kid came up and started going through my stuff. He was like, get out of my yard. Get out of my yard. I went back into my home and my mom took the phone from me and called the cops on the kid. I was so mad. They asked me how I could stand there and watch that, that they had forced me to call the police on my own kid. The kid was probably only six years old, but was like, but they went through my car and my girlfriend's car. <laughs> That sounds like some shit he would make up, too. <laughs> it sounds like Vikey's just wrong place at the wrong time guy always. <laughs> All right. Oh, how about uh, how dark How dark can we get with it? Ah, how dark do you want to go with it? I was going to uh, name drop Bill Cosby in it. Oh, no. Bill Cosby was pouring a drink and... Ah! <laughs> <laughs> see what it generates. Oh man! All right, just to see what would happen, I typed this out. I said, "Kisses on their farewell tour," and oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kisses on their farewell tour, and the final line is for them to show off uh, the love. Quote to say goodbye. We're gonna have you grab the biggest drumsticks, <laughs> the soft singing of the drumsticks. The men who made it with Kiss are piped in, and the entire band sings "I love you" in a very lovable way. <laughs> it's played very tenderly at the end. It's a perfect ending to this tour, and it is amazing. Again, the band is so tender and soft to close out this tour. <laughs> so tender, so soft, so Kiss. And this picture and Gene going like you can grab my drumstick anytime <laughs> oh yeah how many more of these do we want to do <laughs> uh, I'm just kind of looking the, I'm pulling from inspiration now just kind of like looking around uh, how about Christian went to Bob Evans oh and okay <laughs> And did not get his mashed potatoes. <laughs> Instead, he got sweet potatoes. Maybe some potato sticks. <laughs> All right, yeah. Here we go. Christian went to Bob Evans and didn't get his mashed potatoes. When they gave him sweet potatoes, he... <laughs> Lost his shit. <laughs> I can't wait. Oh God. All right. Christian went to Bob Evans and didn't get his mashed potatoes. When they gave him sweet potatoes, he went right back to Bob Evans. <laughs> he said they turned him away for love. I asked if it's wrong to tell the truth, and if you're told you'll give you'll get a certain good. Sean said he asked for sweet potatoes and Bob Evans denied him. <laughs> he said they refused to serve him anything. <laughs> then Bob Evans' wife came over and talked to him. <laughs> they ended up finding out he had a dying father, so they gave him some whiskey. What? <laughs> wow. <laughs> All he wanted was some mashed potatoes. Some mashed potatoes. <laughs> All right, I got one. I got one more that I'm thinking of. All right, the lead singer of Suicidal Tendencies wanted a Pepsi, and <laughs> I'm just thinking about guys in bands that just want <laughs> want food and beverages. <laughs> 
I can't wait. <laughs> the lead singer of Suicidal Tendencies wanted a Pepsi and started screaming chocolate, causing his mother and three siblings to come running into his room. After calming him down, the boy's mother had to call the police who later took him to the hospital. The story was covered by local media around the world and eventually the boy escaped from the hospital. This is a rare case where highlights the importance of emergency responders having mental health awareness classes. Wow. This is the need to determine whether mental health patients are capable of recovery. Calls for emergency workers to receive. And that's where it ends. Dude, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's like the story of the song, too. <laughs> I'm not crazy. <laughs> oh. I went to your schools and your churches. <laughs> I just wanted a Pepsi and I got fucking chocolate. <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Let's just see what this does. The impossible whopper is. <laughs> uh, see, I like this site. I could literally do this. I know. We can just do a hours. whole podcast on this. <laughs> Fuck all our Thanksgivings and childhood uh, animal nerd movie kid bullshit. Yeah, this this one just gave a bunch of gibberish. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. <laughs> you got we, one more to round I was this like, out? We I was like, we can't end on that yeah, one. Yeah, we can't end on that one. Let's just one more. All right. Uh, let's see. Ooh, let's ask it the future. Ooh, yes. Here we go. In 2020, the world will. Let's see what that does. <clears throat> that was the shortest one yet. <laughs> Is it good, though? In 2020, the world will see... Well, the, wor- the world will see dozens of new products, but the biggest game changer will be the ambiguous digital camera we see in our pockets and hands. I mean, I guess. <laughs> Just saying. Uh, okay. All right. We can't end on that, that one either. Let's, let's try that one again. Oh, here we go. I just tapped try again. And as. <laughs> it's just like, all right, we won't give you a bullshit answer this time. No, it's. I apparently need to do this to all of them just to see different results. <clears throat> all right, here we go. In 2020, the world will fu- the world will face a huge mix a huge mix of risks, including climate change, an epidemic of epidemics <laughs> <laughs> such as Ebola, and the rise <laughs> of crash economics. They will need to be the catalyst for the most common for a more ah. They will need to be the catalyst for a common response, Naaman says. Climate change is the dominant risk for global govern <laughs> government governance. Governance. Yeah, they, again, they use a lot of words together that make it like tongue twister. In that it has brought a whole host of challenges from inequality to resource scarcity, but it is only one of the risks that countries will face in this millennium. The other will be a global epidemic of epidemics such as Ebola. (laughs) You said it twice. It's getting real on here, man. (laughs) I love the global epidemic of epidemics. (laughs) The zombie apocalypse. Is that not a double negative? Yeah, really. The zombie apocalypse that turns out to be a simulation because of the epidemic of epidemics, <laughs> where everything becomes a simulation. Oh, God. 
Now, and another uh, another thing I've just been uh, kind of doing lately is uh, I've I've been addicted to the Ask Reddit subreddit. Oh Lord! <laughs> and, and there's really there's nothing really big content wise in here I could really go through and do. I found some I found some interesting stuff for Christmas that I could pull up, but nothing really you know. I've never gotten into Reddit. It just seems like the most hateful thing ever. It really depends on your subreddit, man. I mean, I made a dummy account. That way I can just post on here and it not be linked to my main account. Right. Because I like to, you know, of course, contribute, you know, just do random shit. Now they've got plenty of privacy shit where they can't even see, like, your post history. So it's like I've got a secondary account with post history capped off even. So, but it's like, it's, it really just depends on where you go. So, like, for my work, uh, for that field, they have complete subreddits dedicated to what I do. Right. And then there's complete music subreddits. So I'm sure like, there's like anything about everything subreddit-wise I mean, so and all that too. so fucking specific. It may not be popular. There may only be like 10 people that view it every so often, but... There is a subreddit for fucking everything, and, so, and Reddit's been around for forever. Right. And I am super late to the game, and it's nowhere near what it used to be because I used to pop my head in it every so often over the last, fuck, 13 years, close to. Right. <laughs> Since I've really had access to the internet, I've kind of known about Reddit, and I've just kind of checked it in here and there, but only recently did I really start just kind of digging into it, mainly for the Ask Reddit feature, because it's really just kind of fun. Like, you know... Like, for instance, this one guy two hours ago just posted, what's the dumbest way you've died in a video game? You know? You You can get real creative with that. Well, yeah, you know, and and then the replies were just like, a giant hitting me in a club and sending me to the moon. (laughs) (laughs) You know? So it's like, it's just out of context. It just sounds funny. I got stuck falling midair until an NPC walked under me and his head touched my foot, caused me to finally die. You know, and it's just, it can be random shit like that. Or, you know, if every human being were to simultaneously attempt to kill all another human beings, who would win and why? (laughs) And then people can have like big debates in there, you know, and that kind of shit. All I think about is uh, playing Smash Brothers growing up and uh, just like being that asshole that would be like Donkey Kong just to carry uh, somebody off the stage. <laughs> we both die. <laughs> if you're going down, you're going down with me, motherfucker. Or like uh, being Yoshi and just like uh, where he does like... Oh yeah, the, eat him and shoot the egg off the side. And he, just, and, they, and he poops out the egg and they just fall to their death. Mm-hmm. That was always fun just to get a prize out of my brother and shit like that. Yeah. So now that... And uh, actually Red is where I wound up finding that one website. That uh, we were just talking about, so I was pretty, I was pretty. Cool. I'm sure there's all kinds. I watch a lot of like uh, guitar gear shit on YouTube. I'm sure there's like subreddits of like this single coil pickup sucks because of this. You want a humbucker because of this, and all oh, kinds of like dumb shit like that. Oh, absolutely. Like so, like for my main account, <clears throat> I've got um, <sighs> excuse me, Lord. I've got uh, I follow a few like uh, YouTube accounts that, uh, that's kind of like where they have like their message board that's kind of remember the when message boards were a oh, huge yeah. thing I followed all the Star Wars ones when I was a kid exactly Reddit has kind of replaced the message board. Right. So a lot of YouTubers will kind of use that as like their message board or their hub. And that's like the way they'll interact with, you know, their viewers or listeners. Tell them Steve Days has a subreddit. You right. Know, they reference like that. that a lot. Oh, yeah. So and Walt has like so many like phantom accounts on there. And eventually people figure it out. They're like, this is Walt. <laughs> and then the account suddenly gets deleted because <laughs> he's like, shit. <laughs> So no, so there, there's just a ton, and like for instance, all right, since your main exposure to what Reddit is is from Tell Steve Dave, pretty much, you have to understand their audience. 
they have a lot of Brian Johnson-esque people that listen to the show. Right. That have no filter and do not give a flying fuck. And they also have no problems at all with the whole, they were better back, you know, when they were doing this, that, and the other, and, you know, blah, 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 and blah, and blah, blah. Right. Where, in reality, they're just, it's not even that they've really changed, because I go back and listen to the old episodes. It's just, with the way the fucking internet's gone, you have to fucking be careful about every little thing you say. And I like the way they kind of do it now, but they, they take the safe route by po- poking fun at the safe route. You know? So it's like... Like but, everybody kind of has to. Exactly, but... But a lot of people don't like that. They're like, fuck it. We like it when they were just raw and they weren't worried about sponsors or they weren't apologizing to sponsors all the time and this, that, and the other. They were just the real podcast. So that's what you get on there. It's like unfiltered YouTube comments. Right. But then there's other ones in here where it's just like community, you know, where it's just, you know, ask me anything stuff or, you know, like I said, it's just uh, some of them based in YouTube accounts. So like there's like retro gamer people and they'll just post in there. They'll be like, hey, um, I've been torn between these three topics for my next video. Um, vote on here until, you know, two o'clock a.m. And you okay. know, whatever the winner is, we'll pick that. Or, you know, that or people have feedback. They're like, oh, yo, there's a real bad editing job, you know, from... 235 to oh, and they'll get like really specific about it and shit well, like that. it's not real specific about it, but it'll be like, you know, the wrong photo for something he's talking about or, you know, whatever. And it's, it's just a good place for feedback and communication. And you have control over your community, basically. You can either foster a hostile community where, you know, anything goes or from the very beginning, you instate hardcore rules that are like, this is the way you fucking act in this room. And if you don't like it, the fuck out my moderator will ban you <laughs> you know and that's and we'll tell them steve dave they weren't directly involved with the moderation they weren't directly in it so people weren't getting a direct access to them it was more or less an unmoderated fan club right and there were moderators but it was unmoderated by those guys right they didn't have any sort of final say so it kind of turned into something they didn't want to turn into so when the creators have a hold of their subreddit and actually deal with it and can actually communicate with their audience, usually they have a better atmosphere because they feel like they're actually getting that connection with the creator. Right. And I'm sh- and I hear people, I've heard episodes about like specifically with Q, especially since he's got such a platform with uh, practical jokers about that, where everybody has to have an opinion on him now. And they talk about, Oh man, he's not as real as he used to be, whatever. And he'd be like, Oh fuck Reddit now because of all this, this and this. Well, well with Q, that's an interesting thing. So it's like, Apparently, I don't perceive how popular he is because they talk about all the time him being like so fucking popular. But it's like, uh, I mean, you go. I mean, I'll get out and like my usual spots and go get something to eat or whatever, like say in Noda or Plaza Mid, whatever. And Impractical Jokers is just on on every fucking TV anywhere I go out to get something to eat. So that part, so that part of the story, that's very real. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, again, I don't go out and I don't watch network TV, so I I am completely disconnected from. That's not like I actually seek it out or anything either. I found out about Impractical Jokers before I found out about Tell Them Steve Dave, just because like they're like, it's kind of like Jackass, you know, where like Jackass was just everywhere when we were growing up. And that's kind of like how Impractical Jokers is now. How uh, how was your uh, since we're kind of going into this? How was your discovery of Kevin Smith? I guess uh, it was I think it was Jalen Silent Bob st- Strike Back on Comedy Central was how I first found out about it. Yeah, and it was like or I guess it was t- two or three uh, years after it came out, and then uh, Clerks would come on any of the movie channels we had growing up too, and I, I'd watch that. And uh, 
I'd watch that and of course latch onto it because they talked how we t- how they would talk like how we would talk when we were yeah. teenagers and stuff like that too. It's like, oh, this is funny, and they're saying all this wild shit or whatever. And it was that time period where it's like uh, listening to the, whether it was music or like uh, any form of arts with uh, just kind of like you know just or like movies or anything like that with uh, I guess uh, messed up dialogue or messed up lyrics or like content or something like that. Struggle core somehow. Yeah. Just kind of something that was just offbeat and uh, entertaining. Mm-hmm. I latched onto pretty quick, and Kevin Smith material was just like that anyway. Yeah, especially with Clerks and uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. And then I went back and checked out the catalog and all that too because like it was entertaining enough, and I wanted to uh, uh, get back to all of it. And then uh, when Clerks Two came out, I think uh, my roommates that I was living at the time were all about it too, and we watched that over and over, and we. Uh, Found it for like five bucks at our little uh, DVD exchange nice. store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, I, I was honestly thinking on that the other day. I remember someone letting me borrow Clerks, but I don't remember who it was. But someone let me borrow it. I watched it and I thoroughly enjoyed it. And then I remember Jeff Williams let me borrow Clerks too a few years later. And he was like, I like this one better. And I remember watching it and I liked it. And that was it for a while. Like, I watched those two, and I didn't watch Clerks 2 again for a long time. It was just one of those, like, okay, yeah, I watched those movies, and I'm done. Yeah. Like, I didn't dig into it. Actually, one, no, I can pull back one further. All right, let's see if you remember this. Okay. Remember the old DirecTV days? Oh, yeah. Where you'd go to, like, Channel 200, and you could actually, like, pay, like that pay-per-view movie thing, and it's like yeah. you had to catch it at a certain time, and it unlocked it for you, and you could watch it. But oh, you could yeah. also watch, like, a two-minute preview before you, it, like, cut off on you. Uh, quick side note. I had a Kiss. I got the Kiss Symphony through that. Really? That Kiss Symphony DVD I got, I got through that. Nice. Yeah, so... Again, on those movie channels, you could watch like the first two minutes of the movie before it would cut off on you. Right. And I remember being a Star Wars fan and flipping through and just seeing Jay and Silent Bob strike back. Right. And thinking, this must be a Star Wars thing. So I click it on and it does that semi Star Wars opening. And I'm like, oh, what is this? <laughs> and then it cuts off right when Jay starts doing his uh, song. Right. So it's like it's that whole intro piece where they're kids and they get dropped off at the thing. Uh, parents walk in or, or the moms walk in. He starts doing the fuck, fuck, mother, mother, fuck, noish, mother, noish, mother, noish. mother, fuck. And then that's when it cuts off. And I'm like, what is this? But again, I'm like, like maybe 10, 11. I forget how. The movie came out, what, 2001? So it probably yeah. hit direct TV 2002. What's this cr- crazy language that he said? Yeah, so I was my young, be, impressionable well, mind. Well, no, I knew about the language already. Yeah, I had to be like 10 or 11. And just being like, what the fuck is this? And forgetting all about it. Years later, watching Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back and it hitting that weird like, memory trigger yeah. you get where it's like you like fall back into that time. And you're like, whoa. So I remember that. And then again, I remember owning that DVD, watching that a lot, but still not digging into it, not doing any research, not looking up who Kevin Smith was, any of that. It's like all I knew was Clerks 1, 2, and Strike Back. That's all I knew. And then for some reason, I found Hollywood Babylon, and I forget how, but I remember finding that in some way, shape, or form. I want to say, 
Shit, I really don't remember how I found it. Well, I think uh, I went through a similar deal where uh, a friend of mine was telling me about uh, Fat Man on Batman. Where like Kevin Smith has a podcast. Mm-hmm. Shit, why not? I'll check this out. You know what? That may have been where I found it first. I think I found it first through there because one of the two podcasts, I, I subscribed to podcasts early on, like in 2006. Oh, when I it was, was first becoming a thing? Yes. I was interested from day one and I found a Spider-Man podcast that I still listen to today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then shortly after I found a Kiss podcast that still goes today, Podkissed. They nice. were one of the first Kiss theme podcasts. So I found those two and I listened to those religiously and kind of fell off. And then when I got my iPhone and I had the podcast app on my phone, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm falling back into this shit. And I remember just looking up keywords and I was like, Spider Man. Oh shit, there's the show I used to listen to. Subscribe. Uh, oh fuck, Kiss. There's the old Kiss show I used to listen to. Subscribe. Fuck, this works. Let me try Batman. And then I found Fat Man on Batman, and I recognized that name, Kevin Smith. And I was like, oh, that that sounds familiar. And I think when I hit subscribe on it, it showed all the related. And it was like, Jay and Silent Bob get old. And I was like, it's those, it's that guy. Subscribe, 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 subscribe. And I just hit subscribe to like all the shows because I was like, I like this guy. I'm interested. (laughs) Well, I think part of it too with Kevin Smith and how he's kind of become the epic this epsilon of pop culture is because he was always around for like any like extra commentary on stuff we like when we were growing up whether it was star wars or batman or spider-man or anything like that anytime Mm -hmm. there was a documentary on any of these things he'd always be around putting his two cents on it and he'd provide his colorful takes on everything and uh through that or any of his spoken word dvds because i had friends that had the spoken word dvds as well too and uh they were always entertaining and and like i said he They'll go on for two or three hours with just hilarious commentary on this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So that sticks with you. And you go like, maybe I will check out all of his movies. Well, see, and that's what wound up happening is like I wound up listening to Babylon a lot. I ha- I was subscribed to tell him Steve Dave. I listened to like one or two episodes and went, this sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and I never unsubscribed, but it's like I never went back to it. But it's like I binged on Smod, Hollywood Babylon, and Fat Man. And then eventually Education. Which I hate that one away. But, uh, <laughs> they started it back up. <laughs> yeah, I know that, that. I listened to that today. That was really good. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I'm glad they went back to the original format. Yeah, really. But anyway, um, but the only reason I really started listening to Tell Steve Dave is through listening to all those smodcasts, I went, now I really want to watch all his old movies. And just, I didn't even rent it. I just bought mall rats because right. I just heard so much good stuff about it. I was like, all right, if I'm digging into this, I might as well start the collection. I'm just buying this and just bought it. It came in, watched it. And then that scene came up and I was like, oh, is that, wait a minute, that, and Walt looked familiar. And I was like, that guy looks familiar. Wait, does he have a TV show? And then was it that around the, t- the same time where it was coming out and everything too. It had already been out for years, and I had watched a couple episodes and never connected the dots. Nice. And it's like, and I never remembered that Kevin Smith was on that show. All I remembered was it was a comic book show, like Pawn Stars. And I didn't. Rem- and because Kevin wasn't part of the day to day people, it never triggered with me that that was part of his show. But I saw Walt, and I went, "He looks familiar." And then I went back and looked. I was like, comic book men, this may, wait a minute. That's two of the, okay, this is telling Steve Dave comic but Oh, <laughs> and for years, I didn't even give two flying fucks about Brian Quinn. <laughs> 
it's weird. I was late to the podcast game as far as like sitting down and listening to any. It wasn't until about like 2013 when I was working in in my current job right now, where I'm just kind of like going in, having to have something put on my headphones to do like my day to day routine and everything. In 2012 and 2013 is when I started digging into the Kevin Smith catalog. And the first one I listened to was Hollywood Babylon too. And then just kind of like now I subscribe to God knows how many now. I've got like shit ton of like uh, Kevin Smith podcasts, shit ton of wrestling podcasts, shit ton of music podcasts, all the true crime shit I listen to. I will say this though, hot take. I haven't been digging on last podcast lately. I know. It's been kind of a... It's, I guess they have the same problem with uh, anybody that gets a decent amount of advertising in a big fan base where they have to cater to it now these days. I don't know. It just, it just feels like it's not as funny as it used to be. Like they're trying to force the funny. I it's know not it. Funny. It's not nearly as relaxed as it once was. I'll yeah. listen to some of the old episodes. And, oh yeah, the, some of those older ones are fantastic. Still, like just top notch. But just some of the later kind of ones, out of, just, it just sounds like they're running out of things to talk about too. Yeah, they've been doing it for like what nine years, something like that. And usually, I like, and it feels like the only one I'm not tired of is Marcus. I know it. <laughs> that poor guy too. He does like. He's the one that actually busts his ass for that group, too, and puts in all the research. That dude needs to be like a history teacher or something. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I don't know. And, and and it's like, I used to really even dig on Top Hat, but it's like, um, I don't know. Just It feels like both of them have just kind of turned fakish, if that makes any sense. I don't know. I guess uh, it's, <laughs> let's, well, I guess we'll find out when we have to run our own network or whatever and have like, I put all the pressures of like having like a big audience or whatever. I guess. I don't know. It's it is a it is a weird thing, isn't it? It is, and, and I'm not necessarily faulting them for it. It's like shit. They're doing way more than we fucking are. So who the fuck am I to say anything? But you know, the comedian <laughs> the comedians are doing it right though, as far as like doing a pod the using the podcast to help build their brand. Some I was talking to a friend of mine the other day about how there are a lot of comedians that are like way funnier on the mic and talking shit with their friends than they are with their stand up routines. And we were talking about this the other day, and it stopped me if we actually talked about this on the show, but uh, Bill Burr's special. We were talking about this like off the mic, okay. I think, yeah. So, you, you, I was I was we were down here doing something, actually, I think setting up for an episode, and you're watching what looked like just a Bill Burr stand-up yeah. special. And I was like, oh, is this a new special? You're like, yeah, it's one of his live podcasts. Yeah, he's just sitting on it. And, and I went, wait, what? And you went, yeah, one of his live podcasts. And I started watching it, and it was Bill just sitting on a couch, with a microphone and his Mac, and he was just doing what seemed like a stand-up routine, but he would stop in the middle to read ads. <laughs> Putting his mic on his chest and just kind of like going through yeah, his laptop very, like he very would. Very casual, very <laughs> casual. But you could still tell that there were bits. Like right. there, there were moments that were still pre-planned that he was like, I'm going to tell this story now. Now I'm going to yeah. tell this story. I know where this, I know where this is going to, I'm still steering the ship. I know where this is going to direct the entire time. And I know how I'm going to finish this off kind of thing. It's fucking brilliant. Brilliant marketing. Live podcast. Podcast is the fucking hot thing right now. Everyone is doing one. We sh- I wish we had done one sooner, but we hopped on on the fucking bandwagon timing frame, but we wanted to do one before it became super, super Yeah, loud. and I'm just a radio nerd, so I just wanted to do one anyway. Right, but it's like everyone and their brother has a fucking podcast. So what's the way to get people to come out to a comedy show if they're not coming out to a comedy show? Tell them it's a live podcast. They'll come out to that. But guess what? Your content is essentially no different. Yep. <laughs> and and that's the big catch of it. And I had to applaud the fucker because it was a great special. I was laughing. It was great stuff. But I'm sitting here going, this is, if he was just standing up and being a little more animated, 
this would be a stand-up special. routine. Yeah. And, he's, and he's that kind of and he's that kind of guy that'll just like uh, people. He has that fan base that'll just listen to him, just like say outrageous things anyway, just for a lengthy enough period of time, just because he his again his takes are so. Cl- Colorful and uh, now, <laughs> hilarious too. How often too. does he do those? He try, He does two a week. He does a Monday one and he does a Thursday one. And they're all live. Uh, no, I think he does like the live podcast like once in a blue moon. Oh, okay. If the if like the offers are right, normally he just does it from home, and uh, his wife it. will get on it, and they'll just talk shit or whatever. And because uh, I was gonna say is like if he's doing that every week. I wonder, like live. I wonder how that hampers like his stand-up tours. I think uh, Tony Hinchcliffe, he's a comedian. He does like a legit like live podcast. I love Hollywood Babylon, where there's like yeah. a show attached to it, where he'll talk to comedians or wrestlers. He's a big wrestling fan too, so right. and there's like a whole structure to it. But he's a comedian too, so he just throws in bits here and there. I know Big J Okerson and comedians like that do it on their various outlets. Yeah. Whew. We've got a lot of shit going on though. <laughs> yeah, we do. Right? I come home, it's just like, <laughs> we can plug these on our announcements uh, here in a bit. Well, we I was going to say, bit. we might as well kind of get to that spot. It's like, it's we're recording this on a Monday night. It's almost 11 o'clock. <laughs> we're doing good. <laughs> we're doing good. Just wanted to catch up on, uh, have everybody uh, have everybody called up because we didn't give y'all one last week. Yeah, exactly. And plus, it's like, with it being holidays, not too much really happened anyway. So that's, that's why I like, I've, that's why I like that I found that one website for us that way we kind of fuck around on that some and kind of get a little update but the fun shit going on if Jonathan didn't mention it earlier is Super Jet has a show tonight yes or, uh, it's it'll be that uh, Saturday yeah Saturday okay, tomorrow, tomorrow if you're listening to this <laughs> on release day but either way uh, yeah it's gonna be fucking great for the Fireball uh, Christmas party hell uh, yes little script uh, body bags the last drive and I know there's another band. I'm the missing. Mad Hatters. The Mad Hatters. Thank and you. Last Drive is going to be fun because it's Fireball and Script doing a thing together. Like it's their duet project. I actually bumped into Fireball not too long ago, and it's just kind of like, yeah, it's just me and Script doing acoustic music. You'll you'll see what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Hell yeah. That's going to be interesting. Stray Cat Sideshow doing all their uh, sword swallowing and mm-hmm. sideshow uh, debauchery kind of stuff. <laughs> I've been watching those guys since the wrestling shows. Oh, yeah. No, they're, they're wicked talented. I love I love their performances. Now, and then again, Super Jet. I can't wait for that. That's going to be so fucking fun. We did that little mini set at Tommy's about a month or so ago. But now we're going to be doing the full thing at the Milestone. We're gonna, and, it's going to yeah. rock your socks off. Feature members of 21st Century Goliath, <laughs> fill-ins, Dirtbag Love Affair, and Wilma. Wilma's getting out Wilma, and playing shows. Wilma. <laughs> I give him some shit for that name. I don't. Know I know it. I hate name. the name, but there's a you're killer musicians. Come, you, you, come on, guys. <laughs> oh man. But and yeah. then uh, at the end of uh, and oh. We, the, can we announce this? Can we announce the uh, January uh, show that we just confirmed? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's on. It's online. Oh hell yeah! We're playing with Rad Key. Yes, January twelfth, Skylark Social Club. Yes, now that that one's gonna be really fun. Uh, you you wound up getting that one set up. That that was kind of an on a whim book. It was. Shout out to Brandon Lee. He's been kind of like my little. Uh, he's been like, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? He's been my. Uh, He's, he keeps his ear to the ground as far as like uh, what's going on uh, within 
uh, the Atlanta, Carolina circuit as far as rock and roll goes. So he yeah. keeps me informed on everything that's going on. So shout out to him for giving me the heads up on that. Yeah. So that's that's going to be a fun one. I didn't know. Christian was really stoked about it. I, I didn't yeah. know that he knew who they were. I thought that was like. I didn't a, either. I figured that was going to be a you and I nerding out about it. And then Mikey and Christian being like, okay, yo, what the fuck ever goes. All right. For those that don't know, uh, Radke is this three-piece band out of Missouri that play like really fast punk rock sound. Uh, thrash, thrashy kind of rock stuff with right. guitar solos and stuff like that. The the there are a bunch of kids. There's three kids like in their early twenties, and lead singer sounds like Glenn Danzig kind of when he sings mm-hmm. and he plays does. a mean guitar. And they've done tours. They almost gave me a little bit of a Bad Brains vibe. Yeah, it's kind of like Misfits meets Bad Brains. So you don't want to miss that. It, yeah, but, it's and they, gonna be fun. And they've done tours with like Jack White, The Descendants, Rise Against. That, that's where Christian knew them from. Was the Rise so Against tour. They're legit. So I'm stoked about this. Yes, that's gonna be a lot of fun. And I really think that's about it for our little bit of housekeeping. Has Kelsey got any more? Shit I got the up? Uh, Kelsey Ryan show at Snug Harbor on December twentieth. Kelsey Ryan and the Handy Men. <laughs> I like the name. I like the name. I'm digging. It's growing on me. It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be with a lot of the uh, album, all the guys that played on the album too, other than the fiddle players. So and the drummer. No, DJ's playing that one. Oh, shit. We talked DJ into playing that one. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> so you got to come out and give him shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. So like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> How many bands are you going to quit? Yeah, really. <laughs> Wilma's next. <laughs> so I think uh, in between, uh, we've got like some like corporate gigs here and there that I ain't going to plug, but there's, there's going to be... Uh, I think the one we have lined up for that is like our fifth drummer since we started doing this. It's like five drummers, three fiddle players, two bass players. It's way worse. It's way a big, way a bit. It's way big worse. Way big worse. The fiddle shit ain't nothing. Uh, well, speaking of our shit not being anything, go buy pre-order our vinyl record. We got records. We got new T-shirts. Yes, we got new T-shirts. We got and, coffee uh, mugs. We got. Uh, we're gonna have a. I start calling it a collection because we're gonna have two sets of shirts coming out. Because we got a new single that'll be dropping probably in January. Don't, yeah. don't get too excited, folks. It's a little bit away. Because uh, <laughs> trust me, these vinyl folk are gonna have copy of the music first. <laughs> it's yep. not going online first. It's, it's gonna be a vinyl only for a good few months. But no, so but we'll keep teasing the online audience. We'll give you one more single in the meantime. But yeah, so when it comes out, it's got some more amazing artwork by Chris Engler, CJ Bones, Built by Bones. And it was damn good enough to slap on a t-shirt. So we've got Wave 1 Collection 1 right now, the Never Heard of Them Collection. And we'll have Wave 2 coming out probably around January. Yes, sir. We got some cool shit lined up on that. Like you said, coffee mugs and vinyl records. We got to do some fun shit in 2020, y'all. Slapping so. our name on everything, man. Hey, it's, and it it's, looks good. Hey, it's t-shirts. It's t-shirts. People like t-shirts. And they Prove look, me right. And they look killer. Fillins.com slash store. And I ain't <laughs> saying it because it's my band. It looks pretty fucking killer. Oh, yeah. No, we, we, we commissioned a damn good artist to get us some really cool stuff that's 100% original and ours, and it looks fantastic. Fantastic. Hell so yeah. one more thing we got to do though is dig on into our Spotify playlists and figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. <laughs> Where did you record this? 
I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. And honestly, I've not been listening to much, but something brand new that did come out that we didn't give a proper plug to is Like Machines has a new single. They sure do. And it's a and it's self-titled. It's called Like Machines. And one of my favorites so far, uh, definitely, I wouldn't say my number one favorite. Uh, I definitely like... Um, Kaiser and Destitute, those so for too far, ah, so far my two number one favorites. But like Machines, I remember them playing that one live, and I really liked it. But the chorus has been stuck in my head. They just got through playing a set in Atlanta with Collective Soul, and you see pictures up there with Andrew hanging out uh-huh. with the singer and everything too. That's pretty dope. Oh man, yeah, that that, that crowd was nuts too. I would have loved to have been in them for them. So that was really cool. And then I popped over to Snug for uh, that little flea market thing they were doing for a minute, and they still had to stir sticker up so i snapped a photo of it sent it to him he's like fuck yeah dude nice <laughs> that's just one of those things anytime he sees a fill in sticker he sends it to me anytime i see an old stir sticker i have to send it to him was it the punk rock flea market deal mm-hmm. nice you see chris and all them uh yeah I, I hung out with chris for a little bit saw gracie for a minute right on i have a lot of stuff out there but fear i pop my head in and see what's going on well on, on that note i'll do a little quick little two for uh rambler just came out with a new uh video and single for serious and yes, that's pretty did. fucking cool and chris hall plays guitar on that one. Oh shit yeah so i've been listening to that and i've also been playing the new record from american goon they just got through playing a set over at the rim and uh-huh. uh, for those that don't know uh, american goon is fronted by the drummer of blackfoot gypsies and Ricky Dover Jr. plays guitar on the record. Ricky Dover Jr. Yep. I was talking with uh, Brad uh, the other day about it. He's saying that uh, Ricky's uh, shooting to be the uh, one of the guys that, to break the record for uh, most bands that have played up there. <laughs> or let, most bands that he's mm-hmm. played with that have come to play up there. Well, so far, you you would be in the lead, though, wouldn't you? Because I'm you tied had, with... Because, well, because uh, you, you've got one over me because of Kelsey. Right. Kelsey, Super Jet, Fillins, Felons, yeah, and with Ricky, I guess the Tip, Biters, American Goon, and <laughs> and he was t- and it, yeah, Brad was telling me about that. I think I'm tied with uh, one of the guys from Betrayed by the Bullet or something like that. Right. I wanted to break that record with uh, Dirtbag Love Affair, but Scotty Stories bailed on that one. <laughs> Yeah, I got to figure out one to fucking play without you because every band I've played in up there has been with you. I've got to find one to play without you so we can at least be tied, motherfucker. <laughs> Bring Rabbit Salesman up there. Oh, God. We can't even get one show together locally. How the fuck are we going to even get an out-of-town show booked? Might as well book it at the rim. <laughs> God, Lord of mercy. If you, Rabbit Salesman, guys, if you're listening to this. They aren't. <laughs> Oh, God. So, no, it was fun to kind of get back around the table. It's a little bit of a shorter one. But I, I'm sure after we add in John's little segment, it's probably actually going to be about the same time period. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. You guys got a normal episode. I just checked the time frame. You're fucking good. Cap, you got an outro for us. Oh, man. I am going to go to sleep because Monday. And y'all come out to Super Jet tomorrow night. Damn right.
<laughs> I love how we just assume people listen to this on day one. I know. <laughs> this has been another amazing production from the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. <laughs>